0: Tyra self-made mystics. She is the CEO fashion designer and daughter of hip hop legend jam master J of run DMC. Tyra. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? Uh,
0: I, I'm smiling from here to (laughs) here. This show, I'm telling you, is pouring so much life into me. It is so inspiring because when I see my other sisters just doing the damn thing, it makes me want to face each and every single day being unapologetically bold. So, thank you. And I heard that Thank you're a you. fellow Leo, but you're born oh, in my August. Oh,
1: yes, I am. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I know a thing or two about Leos, but I'm a July Leo at Leo and you're an August Leo. Tell me a little yes. bit about the August Leo just a little bit.
1: Um, I'm really not into zodiac signs. No. <laughs> I'm not. I feel like even in dating, I feel like if the first question you ask me is what your sign ah. it's like, uh, you're not me. <laughs> But um I know that some of my closest friends are Leo women, uh-huh. and that just shows a lot. Like, yeah. you know, for two people to think, fine, to be able to click, yeah. shows that we must be nothing but genuine yeah. and loving. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Leo can be perceived, I guess, as strong-headed. Uh-huh. So for two strong-headed people to just be close friends yeah. and not clash, at, at you know, at, at any time is uh-huh. just like... You know, that's an amazing person right there. Yeah,
0: that's so true. I don't know too much about zodiac signs either. I just know about Leos. That's about it. So I just wanted to make sure that you are my type of Leo. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm totally not into Zodiacs either. But you've yeah. included self-made in your name. Why was it so important for you to include self-made in your name? Um, is it because of you wanted to make sure that people understood that you created your own wealth instead of the yeah. legacy that was probably handed to you? Speak a little bit about that.
1: So people often have this uh, general stigma like, you know, yeah, you made it, but, you know, you had an upper hand or right. your dad was rich or you know, your dad was famous. But one thing my parents instilled in me is, like, you know, you don't have any money. You're okay. <laughs> you know? Like, so, um, you know, to actually start my clothing line, um, my mom always instilled the hustle in me and, like, just how to hustle. And, you know, I got all that money myself as a 16-year-old, hmm. just, like, you know, finding different ways to make money as a as a teenager and and you know step outside that realm and, of of you know not feeling entitled mm-hmm. and um you know I think it's important to let people know that like yeah you know I may have come from a different legacy or different background but you know I've worked just as hard as yeah. the average in- entrepreneur Mm, I love it. But you, you mentioned at the age of
0: 16, which is yeah. fairly young. And at age 16, you know, people don't even know what they want to do. I think at age 16, I was trying to figure out if Ramik still loved me, which he didn't. But that's ah. a- <laughs> Rami.
1: <laughs>
0: Ramik and them, you know, that's another story. <laughs> what sparked your love and passion for fashion at the age of 16? Well,
1: um, for me, it was more so like I would buy a bunch of kid robot bait louis vuitton and all of uh these designers and um my mom like at first she was like "Mm." and then she just sat me down one day and she was like you know you're spending all this money on designers who don't give back Mm. to our community Mm. and i think that you know like somebody would pay to wear your line so i was always into fashion it was more so i was into getting fly i was into fashion backwards i was i was a consumer Uh and you know my mom had no problem like you know letting me know that like growing up i didn't get beat i got uh my mom would be like you know write a 10 page paper on lauren hill on top of all that's the type of mom Uh uh-huh same with me i did the um, same thing with my daughter Mm -hmm. yes and it was like um you know if i was on punishment the only way to get off punishment would be to spend my own money and buy a stock and it's like what the heck am i buying a stock for but it was like that was the prelude To understanding that there's consumers in the world Uh and there's entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. And what side of the spectrum did I want to be on? So I just took a leap of faith based off of that conversation, and I just put like a logo together. And uh, all the money that I made from like I used to go to BJ's and buy boxes of candy and sell them in high school. I used to make sandwiches, sell them in high school for lunch because some kids couldn't make it to the deli before school. So everybody knew Tyra got the sandwiches. Tyra got the candy. Tyra got water. You (laughs) you buy a you buy a box of a case of water thirty five in a case for five bucks. You get thirty five dollars back. And at 14, 15, 16, I was understanding profits and profit margins. So I used all that money to start an LLC, get the business, and when I started my business, it took off. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is cool. So I think I was more so fascinated with just being a business person and flipping numbers, Mm -hmm. but the love for fashion came as I progressed and I learned the industry because I learned the industry by myself. Mm I learned the different Methods of printing Like I didn't go to school For it I was actually When I went to college I was a pre-med major So I didn't go to school For fashion at all I just learned Trial and error And mm. the more I dibbled and dabbled Into it um, Because it was like Such a, a easy stream Of uh, revenue right. I fell in love with it And that's mm. when I knew It was time to take it To the next level
0: Well, take it to the next level you did, but I just want to go back a little bit, because at age 16, you had your first clothing line. Um, Eventually, you were styling Kanye West, and you were named one of the most sought-after stylists. Now, for those who dream about becoming a stylist and attracting the attention of celebrities, how do they go about doing that?
1: How did you do it? Ooh, I had a cheat code. I had... I was 16 in 2009, and... 2009 is when twitter first came out so when it was it was easier to reach out to a celebrity and just be like oh i got this or Mm -hmm. i got that you know instagram wasn't even out yet like i was on instagram back when it was a popular page i thought instagram was just an app to edit pictures i didn't understand the magnitude of it Mm -hmm. but once i did i locked the game down before it became what it is today so i feel like it's just doing research and finding different outlets and knowing like networking is everything you know, the the approach that I took isn't a, an approach that'll work now right. Simply because, you know, millions of people are reaching out to celebrities every day yeah. through via social media It's not going to work out But um, more so it was just networking and, you know, just finding placement and knowing the right people once you, once you get in with one person, it's like they wear your stuff And it's like the next person wants your stuff and the next person wants your stuff And it's just like a trickle-down effect from there mm-hmm.
0: Great advice, great advice, because people don't even know, like, what to do first, or they don't even have people in the room, such as yourself, who can really provide tangible tips and tools, because a lot of people, you know, they make it to a certain place, and they want to keep all the tips and tools to themselves, so I'm glad Mm -hmm. that you were open and transparent about that, now, by age 21, moving forward, you came out with your second clothing line called Wealth, now, that grossed 2.3 2.3 million in sales within three years i'm so excited by that yes. number yes thank you so much <laughs> That number. how did you manage to do that
1: i just came up with an idea because at first it wasn't grossing anything it was a liability mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and i came up with this um idea with one of my uh close friends as well as an employee uh to just Bring back the throwback movie jerseys, uh, all of those, those jerseys you see in movies, because we we can go to the store and we can buy, um, you know, our favorite athlete's jersey, but we can't get jerseys from our favorite movie, or we can't rock hats and, and apparel. So we decided to throw it back real quick. Mm-hmm. And in that, we got Fab on board, and mm-hmm. it just took off. I mean, it was to the point where people were bootlegging our stuff. Right? Really? And I'm like you know what, we did that, it's time to take over the next thing, I'll let somebody have that. Hmm. But it was like, at first, like, I, I'm not one that just showcases the positive, I showcase the struggle as well. And that, yeah. we came up that with that was just sitting there all night, like, man, this is my livelihood you know my trust fund doesn't kick in till 25 i'm 21 and right gotta make it happen wow
0: (laughs) but you you mentioned briefly that you had partnered with fab i don't want to you know rush by that too too much because people need to understand that sometimes you may need some assistance to take your brand to the next step now was he a personal friend or did you connect with him in some way and then make him a friend and partner
1: I connected with him by just saying, Yo, I got this jersey. I think it'll be dope. Wow. I need somebody, you know, I need somebody. uh, I think he had, no, he had his booking email in his bio. So I made the jersey first for one of my close friends. Uh, We got the prototype. I took some pictures of it. And I was like, I feel like this would be cool for fab. So I sent it over to his team and they wanted it. And after that took off, I was like, Well, what other jerseys, other movies are popping, Mm. you know? So we just created a whole collection of just jerseys, hats. Uh, we even did the jacket that uh, Eddie Murphy wore in Coming to America with all the pins on it. We get out! Get yeah. so wow. um, It was just, like, so crazy, like, all the things. I'm like, I'm sitting here watching old movies that I never watched before because my parents were big on the movies and music that you listen to influence your behavior. So I've yeah. never seen Friday and all those classic movies. I'm sitting here taking it all in, finding different apparel that's legendary and classic just mm-hmm. to create and, you know bring things back because fashion just repeats itself it does and when you can have that when you can have that uh that one thing from your favorite movie and make it tangible because movies are nine times out of ten fiction mm-hmm. uh it just brings a whole nother whole nother like realm to the, the, the ball game mm.
0: now with the sale the sale of movie jerseys did you sell them in a brick and mortar store or was it online sales
1: no, we did um, a different, uh, mainly some pop up, but it was okay. all online. You know, um, that's pretty much it. I've done pop up shops, which was pretty cool, and that made me want to store more. But right now, I feel like I'm not in a position Mm -hmm. to just give a brick and mortar my 100% all right 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 so you know online is always good it
0: is and you know the digital space is just growing tremendously and people are really taking advantage of it and finding Mm -hmm. ways to capitalize off of it so I'm glad that you mentioned that but at such a young age how do you deal with this much financial success
1: um I've made a bunch of mistakes. <laughs> you know, It's for me, it's all about trial and error and learning and growing. Like, i you know, when I first started out, my 20th birthday, I probably went to Miami, flew 10, 15 people down there, really? and made a bunch of money. Wow. It wasn't the greatest thing to do, but no. will I ever do it again? No. Heck no. <laughs> so, so, more so, it's just like learning and growing and just learning where and when to invest and keeping up and abreast on those those current events and what, what companies are going public and, mm-hmm. you know, how that affects our community and our, you know, stand-up on politics. You know, that's mm-hmm. very important. A lot of people in my age range really don't pay attention to politics and how our economy is affected by certain decisions that have nothing to do with us. Right. So, you know, now I've become more economically and socially aware yeah. of, you know, how other things outside of my bank account affect my bank account
0: so true people don't think about that not at all not at all but you know just talking about the financial mistakes that you've made I can definitely um, attest to that there was a point in time I remember where I flew out a friend a few friends and their children first class we went to and stayed uh, in the Bahamas the Atlantis Hotel and I'm just like oh "Oh, you want something from the hotel and the restaurants just charge it to the room I got it (laughs) never again (laughs) yes of course (laughs) never again now let's switch a little bit you know um just being the daughter of jam master j did businesses and people often have unrealistic expectations of you just because of who your father was
1: i feel like they don't have unrealistic expectations people are more so like so excited to work with me by the grace of god about by the legacy that he built Mm. and it's just like i know that that he worked his whole life to build that legacy so it's my responsibility not to come with anything mediocre Mm -hmm. you know it's just like that opens so much doors that now it's like all right I'm in the door but I have to put forth my best Yep. work ethic I don't want somebody to just be like you know and we're in a day and age where people work with people based on who they are what their following is and how that can bring revenue to yeah. their company yeah. which isn't a problem but when the next person hits a more than a, you know 100,000 followers over you you're in the past but if mm-hmm. you put that work ethic forward you know you now have something that can't be taken away from you mm-hmm. and I think that's how I've always redirected and shifted my gears to just stand out and use that to get in the door but also show people that look i have something to bring to the table and um you know i can be an asset to your company or your business or whatever however we're working together and partnering to build and be great
0: Mm, i love it but also i think that people should understand that you represent an entire culture of women and also women Um, of color, and what you do, it'll definitely affect what and who comes after you so I'm so glad to hear that you are purposeful and intentional with how you walk and how you move in this industry because you could be here today and gone tomorrow so I'm glad that you do it with such a high level of respect and understanding that you have a legacy to to fulfill and meet now in 2017 um, as it relates to the, the murder of your father they did name a few suspects but the case still hasn't been solved um, do you foresee the case ever being solved
1: um that's something i gave to god a long time ago gotcha and um don't like speaking on it gotcha um at the end of the day that's just something that you know i i don't even have the words it's Mm. just something that like you know i gave to god a long time ago in order for me to just be able to move on in life. Got you, got you, got you.
0: Now, one thing I do know about the hip hop community is that it can either be a loving partner or a cheating lover, and it seems that the culture has really supported your vision because in 2017 yes. you were named the director of design for Drake's OVO line. Am I pronouncing yes. it right, OVO? Because my daughter said OVO. It or- is OVO. It's an acronym. It's
1: just it's a, it's acronym actually for October's very own.
0: So it's OVO. Oh. Okay, now how did you manage to do that? Become the director of design for Drake's OVO line at such a young age?
1: Once again, it was just like my work ethic. I was doing tour merchandising for a smaller artist, mm-hmm. and Drake people got wind of the designs, and they were just like, "Yo, who did this?" Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> they were like, "Yo, who did this?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> god,
0: I know it happens to me too in the studio. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, so let's get some water. Just It happens. You know, when you're doing interviews and you're talking for such a long time, you know, your throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I try to bring water in the studio and I forget. So I totally understand um, what's happening. We're just going to give um, Tyra, just a few moments to, to get it, uh, herself together, probably grab a, a glass of water and then, you know, she'll be right back. But I'm sure, you know, listening to Tyra, all of you tuning in that you are impressed and inspired because this young woman is seriously doing the damn thing. Like I said, nothing was handed over to Tyra at all. She decided at such a young age in high school, because she was going to BJ's <laughs> And, you know, buying things in bulk and selling it to her friends and her colleagues over in high school I'm telling you there is a way to really get your entrepreneurial efforts efforts um, into the world don't just sit and wait for opportunities to come to you you really have to get up get out there and create them for yourself because you have so many people just trying to break into the industry and you're competing with so many other individuals and here you have a young lady Tyra who was really really just making a amazing moves. Tyra, are you back? Yes, I am. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you so much. (laughs) No problem. So you said that Drake's people saw the amazing work that you were doing and reached out to you?
1: Yes, they did. And um, at first, I just declined the offer. I wasn't too keen on, like, up and leaving my family and going over to the West Coast, a Mm. whole other time zone, a whole other place. Uh And... You know, uh, I gave it a week, you know, to think about it. And they called back, like, let's negotiate some terms. Mm. And, you know, we negotiated some terms. And I just said, you know, this was a -a once-in-a-lifetime chance. And um, I think I'm going to go for it. Mm. Mm. So I went out there, and for a uh, little over a year now, I've been the director of design and merchandising, sorry, over at OVO, Mm -hmm. which makes me pretty much responsible for... Designed for four stores in three different countries as well as tour merchandise so i've been pretty blessed to do that
0: yeah so tell me how would you uh, describe the clothes that you design for ovo and who exactly is wearing these clothes what type of woman or man
1: well we just came out with uh, ovo women's a couple months ago Yay! so i feel like it's just more so the fan base and and the culture like celebrities wear it that aren't signed to OVO. You know, that's Drake's everyday get-up. And it's just like sometimes it's just still so mind-blowing that, like, the things that I sit down in the office or I sit down in my bed and I design, mm-hmm. you know, I'm on the Internet and Drake pops up and <laughs> he's in it, you know? <laughs> wow. And it's not even it's not even something that's, like, unheard of because celebrities, you know, have worn my designs all the time. But it's like, this is actually seeing something tangible, being in fruition, it's like, this man is, like, one of the top artists in the country right now, and it's, like, so constant to be a part of, like, the great things that he's doing, because he's so genuine, Uh and um, I'm not really one to, the reason why I've had to think about it is because I'm not really one to work for other people. I like, you know, the freedom of working for myself, but... Drake's whole message, message and vibe and everything he stood for was something that I could relate to. And I knew I wouldn't be put behind a, a boss with a bunch of controversy mm-hmm. or have, having to worry about how their actions affect me really? or my career, being tied to them. So... I wouldn't have it any other way working for such an amazing man.
0: Hmm. That sounds like a great place and space to be in so that, you know, your vision can can grow and, and support a brand that definitely supports you. Now, being a woman of color in this fashion industry, how is the
1: fashion world receiving
0: you? I feel like
1: um, I just more so think, like, as far as, like, Women of color in the fashion industry, it's harder for models and, and you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But as a designer, you know, your work speaks for itself. Gotcha. And if you have something hot or you have a different creative mind, people will go for it mm-hmm. um, because we're in a day and age where it's more so where brands and, and, and uh, companies are, they're being, they're, they're seeking after the person that has that it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we're breaking so many barriers as far as, like, you know, women of color, people of color in general. Right. And we're not exactly where we need to be yet by any means. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm just, like, grateful and fortunate to just keep using my gifts and ability to push those barriers forward and not worry about the nose, but pretty much worry about, like, all the times I've been told yes, yes. and how I can be
0: told yes, yes even more. Yeah, I love it. And this is, you know, I, I made a post recently um, this week. I don't care how many times you were told no. All you need is that one solid yes. So keep persevering, keep pushing forward, and don't be dismayed and discouraged. Now, a few moments ago, we talked about legacy leaving. What type of legacy
1: do you hope to leave? I hope to leave a legacy that is completely positive. Mm -hmm. You know, one that just inspires years and years later. Like, I want to create fashion that's timeless. And, like, you know, we have those high-end brands that, you know, they don't die. Like, the Fendi, the Louis. Like, that's that's been around forever. Mm -hmm. But we don't have too many urban brands that have achieved that level of success. That's true. And that's basically what I want to do. Um, I want to have a legacy that just inspires, you know, young kids young black kids, young kids of color, Mm -hmm. to just, you know, whether it be fashion or anything you want to do in the world, just go for it no matter how, you know, hard or unobtainable it may seem. Mm -hmm. You know, just one of those inspiring stories that just, you know, make you want to be better and do better in every aspect of life. Mm, I like that. I I
0: love that um, legacy that you hope to achieve and leave. And once again, um, it it not only spoke about you, it was inclusive of other people. So that selfishness for me is what's inspiring and uplifting and encouraging to hear. Now, how can my listeners um, stay on top of the amazing things that you are doing? Are you on social media?
1: Yes, I am. Um, my Instagram is self-made Tyra. My Twitter is Tyra Myrick, that's T-Y-R-A-M-Y-R-I-C-K-S. And you can shop both online at theloveofwealth.com.
0: I love it. Well, Tyra, you've been amazing. You've poured so much into this space. Um, the Thank energy you. will not leave. I wish you continued success and blessings and much love sent your way. You have an amazing rest of the day.
1: Thank you, you too. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. There you have it. Another bossed-up babe in the room on Sonya On Air, Tyra Self Made Mystics. Like I said, she is the CEO, she's a fashion designer, and she is also the daughter of hip-hop legend Jam Master J of Run DMC. So when I told you that she is the director of, of design and merchandising for Drake's OVO line. That's amazing because he is, you know, Drake is a male rapper, but to have a female, a female lead his merchandising, that really speaks volumes to the level of success and talent that Tyra has amassed at such a young age. When I tell you, women are doing the damn thing. We cannot be stopped no matter how often or how hard you may try.